Drivers, start your engines! It's time for the fastest hour of radio. Southern Race Week with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome into the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie bringing you a beginning, a new season of all new episodes of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. As we're just uh, weeks away from kicking off the season for NASCAR and then also later on in March, the NHRA and IndyCar Series will be kicking off. So we're very glad to be returning for another season of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on this uh, great radio station that you listen to us on or our podcast, which is available for you on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But uh, it's Alfie once again. Feel, well, you know what? I'm, I'm not filling in anymore because, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back after months and months away from the captain's chair, of Southern Race Week Radio, our fearless leader, our quarterback, the man that drives this ship all throughout the year, ladies and gentlemen, coming to us from an undisclosed location in Henry County, Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in our fearless leader, WB, a.k.a. William Barber. Mr. Barber, welcome back to the mic and welcome back to Southern Race Week Radio, buddy. It's been a uh, it, it has not been the same with you gone, buddy, but we're glad that you're back behind the mic and in the captain's chair, my friend. What's going on, Alfie? Man, I tell you what, it has been a long road back, and I tell you, buddy, um, the only person that has enjoyed me not having a voice uh, so much has been my wife and my family because car rides have been very quiet, and Barb, has won, you know, our president and CEO of uh, Southern Race Week uh, has won every argument that we have had since uh, since March, April of last year while I was recovering from uh, my voice and everything. I do have a little cold today, so I do sound a little different than I normally would uh, after having all my stuff. But, hey, I'm glad to be back on the show, man. Been, 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 been sitting on the sidelines enough. I'm ready to get back into the party. Now, William, I've had a lot of people through the Facebook page, through Twitter, reach out to me, asking me what was going on with you, what was the condition. Now, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't exactly sure what was going on with you because, like you said, you had limited communication. We couldn't talk on the phone, and there's only so much you can text about what's been going on with you so I can keep up. What were the circumstances that brought you to to this point now? Well, basically, um, okay. Last year, Alfie, uh, starting in the March race, for some certain reason, I started having a hoarse throat, kind of like what I sound like now. But um, it ultimately, it led to I had a I blew out my left vocal cord, and it just collapsed. It just did nothing. I mean, I could not. I mean, I could either talk real, real low or can talk nothing at all. I'd be like. Hey. That's what I sounded like. Um, so um, it literally got to the point that it was better for me to communicate with people via text message, email. And, of course, some people got a little upset about that. But I tell you, um, the race fans on Southern Race Week and on William Barber on Instagram have been great. And WB Radio Network on Twitter have been great. Uh, we tried to push up some things about some recaps about how I was doing. 
I had a surgery uh, finally on October the 28th where they reconstructed my vocal cord. And uh, basically, thanks to the great team at Emory Hospital, and this is not a paid plug, um, but they I will say that it was a person in the music industry that pointed me to this doctor um, at uh, Emory Hospital that um, ultimately finally come up and said, this is what your problem is. And uh, I won't go into the, the crazy details of the three-hour surgery that I was uh, a part of, but um, I will tell you I was awake, and I will tell you that it was like tuning an instrument, like if you were tuning a string on a guitar to get it to a certain chord, that's what uh, basically they did. And um, I've, uh, you know, I've been through it, seen it, and I just, I, I really want want people to understand that if you have a, if if you don't just take a sore throat as being a sore throat. Don't take just being having a breathing problem as a breathing problem. Go to the doctor. Go get checked out. It's okay. Whether you're 20 years old or you're 60 years old, go to the doctor. Because if, if you let it fester, that, you know, because like I said, I just thought for a month, you know, we were at the race in March. At Atlanta Motor Speedway, and um, and then by July, you know, it was all I could do to talk. Period. You know, literally, we were in the suite, and I was having to have you or a member of, you know, the iHeart staff, you know, talk to everybody there to welcome everybody to the suite. So, literally, I, if I can tell you something that my daddy always told me, the good Lord gives you talents. And if you don't use them, he'll you'll lose them. He'll give them to somebody else. And that's what I learned is that, you know, you got to take care of yourself and you got to make sure that everything's going to break. I can't wait for this race season, Alfie. It's going to be dynamic. This has been the biggest silly season I've ever seen. There's a lot of new drivers, a lot of new young blood coming in. And I'm so excited about short track racing action that's going on at Sonora Raceway and uh, down at Pensacola and Atlanta Motor Speedway, Talladega, and, of course, Daytona just around the corner, Alfie. Well, William, uh, we're glad that you're back, buddy. And, in fact, uh, we have a, a jam-packed lineup of guests this week to kick off the season here on Southern Racing Radio. In just moments, you're going to be talking with the executive vice president and general manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson, as we've got two race weekends at AMS that he'll be uh, talking about. And then I'll be speaking with the owner of Rev Racing, Max Siegel, as he'll be uh, partaking for the first time ever in the Craftsman Truck Series uh, race. So we're going to talk about him and and everything going on with Nick Sanchez, who'll be the driver of that truck this upcoming season. And then also the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly, as he recaps everything that happened at the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies this past weekend. And of course, with this year being the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, uh, we'll talk about a lot of the exhibits that will be featured at the Hall of Fame to uh, celebrate the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. Now, real quick, uh, just a little bit of tidbit of of, uh, NASCAR news and racing news we want to pass along to you. Uh, First of all, in case you haven't heard, uh, Chase Briscoe has signed an extension with Stuart Haas Racing. So he'll be with uh, Stuart Haas here for a few more years. 
And also Dale Jr. is going to be returning to Florence Motor Speedway. He's going to be competing in the icebreaker uh, this year. That It's been a while since he's done that. And he's been doing a little bit of a short track racing. In fact, he's also one of a couple of uh, drivers, I believe, uh, Kevin Harvick, um, Jeff Burton, and I, I was someone else I can't remember who it is, but they just recently purchased the Cars Tour Series uh, as well. So a lot of news, as you said, a crazy uh, off-season of news and info. So check out our Facebook page or, or, or our Twitter page for the latest in news and info from the racing world. And also this weekend, the Rolex 24 will be taking place. That will be on Peacock and NBC if you want to check that out. But uh, as I mentioned, a jam-packed lineup. We're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, William is back into the thick of things. He'll be speaking with Brandon Hutchinson, the executive vice president and general manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway. That's coming up next year on the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Hey, everyone. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, race fans, and welcome back to this edition of uh, Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. I'm WB. And today, as always, we've got a jam-packed lineup on the show, and we're going to kick it off with the main man over at Atlanta Motor Speedway, none other than Brandon Hutchison. Brandon, welcome back to the program, sir. Thank you so much, William. Welcome back yourself. It's good to have you back. Good to hear your voice, and uh, as always, good to talk to you because that means we're getting ready for racing season. Exactly. Racing season is just around the corner. In fact, you've already kicked off a racing season in some some cases over at Atlanta Motor Speedway with a recent uh, Legends race, but we're really getting ready for March weekend and uh, got a lot of great things going on. And uh, I know that y'all are cooking on some some new events and some new new activities for the for the fans. And you know how's how's things going? I mean, are people buying up the tickets, getting ready to get their campsites? What do we need to do right now to make sure that we've got our spot space and great seats that we want for the race coming up March weekend? Well, the Ambetter Health 400 weekend is upon us. You know, it's hard to believe that, you know, every year you're kind of going into Thanksgiving, you're going into Christmas, you feel like you just got all kinds of time to get ready, and then before you know it, it's on top of you. Well, this is no different. Coming out of the holidays, coming into uh, the month of January, we know that the Ambetter Health 400 weekend is, is going to be on us real quick. And we're excited about it. You know, as you said, we just had our first Legends race of the season and had 67 cars there. Of course, as you know, we've got one of the strongest short track racing programs in the country. Not everybody knows about the short track racing program at Atlanta Motor Speedway, but, but yeah, just, just had a lot of fun this weekend with 67 different competitors and their their families so that's always a big time but go to atlantamotorspeedway.com i would say look for the ticket package that best fits you and your family you know we've got the ninth season of the doubleheader the uh freight 208 craftsman truck series race seems weird to say that but it's right again craftsman truck series uh and then we've got the uh the Raptor King of Tough 250 um, that makes up the the second day, the second race of the day, and then of course Sunday we've got the Ambetter Health 400. So we're excited about it, looking forward to it. Hopefully everybody will uh, go online, find a ticket package that works for them, and uh, be out here with us. Well, listen, I'm gonna tell you this: uh, 
I went over and uh, one of my clients had done, had done got them spoiled with the uh, the uh, iHeart slash WB Southern Race Week Backyard Country Suite. Uh, and so I, I, I said, he says, how much money are you going to need out of me for this race? And I said, well, come on over to the racetrack. I want to show you something. So he met me over at the Speedway. And I snuck him up over there in turn one where the RV and the, the, the RV spots are over there. And I said, this is what I want you to pay for right here is this right here. And he's like, how much is it going to cost? I said, well, we got to get a, we got to get a RV or motor coach first. He said, I ain't got that much money. <laughs> he said, I'll pay for the, I'll pay for the spot. But I, I ain't buying no RV or motor coach for you. But um, you know those tracks. Those tracks I turn one RV spots are some of the best play seats in racing. And, and yet yeah, seats. If you've got an RV, yeah. it's the best location right there at pit out going into turn one. You know, with the with the new track, this is the second year we'll be racing on the the newly paved, newly uh, banked track 46 lead changes with 20 different drivers a lot of it takes place right there in turn one those tracks on turn one campsites are uh, are certainly a hot commodity if you can't sit there though you've got club one which is probably the coolest sweet experience that's open to the public in all the racing a lot of race fans have been asking me what can we expect in, in as far as Fan plazas. There's still going to be a you know a stage out front, bands playing, and stuff going on. Or you do got any activities planned for the campers? So anything you can talk about that's coming up? Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, NASCAR does a really good job of making sure that the competition on track is as fierce as it possibly can be. Of course, with the the 28 degree banks. We race as tight and just like a super speedway, so you're not going to find more exciting racing on the circuit all year. But as important to us is the entertainment we can provide when cars are not on track. So we have the camper appreciation party on on Friday, so we'll have that. Now, cars are going to qualify on Friday, too. So you'll have all three series qualifying on Friday. Um, we're going to have a Legends race on Friday. Friday evening as well, and it'll be the, the Legends Racing will be free for everybody. The qualifying will be free for everybody that has a weekend ticket package or is camping on site. So Friday's going to be a big time for everybody. We're going to have a chance for fans to drive their car on the track Thursday night, laps for charity. So Thursday night, drive your car on the track. Friday night, you can come out here, and we're going to have the camper appreciation party and bootleggers. So you'll be able to watch a little bit of the uh, the NCAA. I think it's the SEC Championship Basketball Tournament on the TVs at bootleggers. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to watch some Legends Racing play out in front of you. On Saturday, we've got the uh, the doubleheader. But what's more is when the cars are not on track, we're firing up the peach pit again. We're going to have awesome. Dirty Deeds, the ACDC uh, cover band that's going to be out there jamming for a few hours. Big fireworks show when they're done. So 
Saturday is going to be a, a really big time too. And and yeah, we're we're the fan zone is going to be rocking all weekend. We'll have fan zone activation all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And Better Health 400 is at three o'clock on Sunday. So going to be a big weekend. You brought up camping, William, and I'll tell you, you know, you won't find a better atmosphere for a few days with more like-minded people that just want to have a good time. We're going to make sure that we have stuff going on all weekend. I encourage people to go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. Camp on the infield. That's where you want to be. Never had anybody complain about camping on the infield because you've got great access to, you know, the the concessions. You've got great access to, you know, uh, water trucks come around all the time and everything else. So if you come there, you basically, once you get in there, you don't you don't really need to leave because you're going to see a lot of great racing action and a lot of great entertainment. I noticed that um, on your Instagram page that the uh, the pace car got a brand new uh, wrap and look on it and everything. Y'all got updated that uh, the other day. Sharp looking car, man. Uh, what's what's the chances me and you getting that baby out on the track and taking it out there? Uh, what Thursday? You said you're gonna let fans drive the cars. All you got to do is come see me any day of the week, WB. Cool. You know I'll get you out on that track. But cool. but yeah, you know the the Chevrolet Camaro is uh, you know not just an iconic car that uh, that GM provides us, but and better health and their colors give us the uh, the ability to to really make that black car pop it looks good it really does you know um and better has come on board this is the first year of sponsorship at atlanta motor speedway they've been partners of speedway motor motorsports for quite some time i would encourage anybody that's looking for affordable health care go take a look at uh and better health those guys are really pumped about being at atlanta motor speedway uh they're big bulldog fans they're big race fans and uh we're excited about having them on board and yeah they really make that pace car look good well i tell you what we're going to give uh, some fans a chance to come and hang out with us in our suite plus we're going to be giving away a bunch of tickets to the race and uh if race fans want to get your chance in to win that plus we have a driver <laughs> last last race i spoiled everybody because uh brantley gilbert come by the suite and talk to us for a little bit so we have we are we are working on getting a driver to come by and hang out with us in the suite on Sunday before the race. So you definitely want to keep following Southern Race Week on Facebook. Go check out AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. Follow them on socials. And uh, Brandon, we we appreciate it, brother. We cannot wait to get this uh, get this race going. And I always love the phrase that you gave me one time. When I asked you, uh, Brandon, uh, you think we're going to uh, race today? And you said, I don't know if you remember this, you said there's 100% chance that there will be a race today. <laughs> that was 100% chance we're going to be racing. 100%. You know, that's that's kind of how we live, man. You know, exactly. we, we love racing. We, we work hard to put on great races and the activities surrounding the race weekend. So it's 100% chance it's going to happen. We may have to wait a little bit if we get some weather, but but that's what we're all about. Hey, tickets start at just $49 for Sunday. You can come to the Ambetter Health 400 race weekend as well as the Quaker 
Walker State 400 presented by Walmart race weekend. Every lap of on-track action, every concert, fan zone, peach pit party, tickets start at $118 for everything that we do here this year. So wow. can't beat that. If you just can make March, tickets start at 69 bucks. Go to AtlantaMotorSpeedway.com. And hey, listen. We didn't talk about the pre-race concert before the Ambetter Health 400. We're not ready to announce who it is going to be just yet. But I'll tell you this, WB, it's pretty certain that if you got married in 2022, this band Uh was played Uh at your wedding. Uh Oh, I guarantee you every wedding in 22. So there's a little hint for who we're going to announce here coming up pretty soon. This is Larry McReynolds of NASCAR on Fox. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie. As we continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. as He's coming to us from his beautiful plush offices somewhere there in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the owner of Rev Racing. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Max Siegel. Mr. Siegel, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on our season premiere of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friend. Absolutely. So glad to be here. Love the introduction, by the way. <laughs> well, when we have a big deal guest on, we always have to give them a big deal introduction. We had an opportunity to talk to you last year, right after you wrapped up your ARCA championship with uh, Nick Sanchez. You guys won that championship. Now, most of the time, we know that you ride usually the ARCA Menard. You've done K&N series and a lot of little smaller series to kind of get your drivers uh, kind of into the flow of how racing goes and making their way up. But big, you made some big news over the offseason because now you are starting a truck series team. And your ARCA champion, Nick Sanchez, will be driving that truck coming up uh, this season. Let me ask you, how long has this idea been kind of going on in your head? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. We had a tremendous year with Nick. We've been really, really focused on providing opportunities for our drivers to progress up the development ladder. So our first priority is developing their talent and letting it take them as far as they could go. You know, I've had a vision to grow the company for quite some time. Uh, We wanted to make sure that we were doing what we did at the very highest level. And then we had to get the kind of support. And I think that, you know, the work that we've done over the last 15 years, I can't say enough about NASCAR support. But then again, we're fortunate to have Gainbridge come on as a primary sponsor. Chevrolet stepped up quite a bit in their support of Rev Racing. And to find that right technical partner with Kyle Busch Motorsports was just incredible. So it is great to have Nick in the fold to be with a great technical partner and the support. So this has been in the works for a couple of years now. We're really excited about uh, what we're going to be able to do this year. Now, as you say, Kyle Busch Motorsports is also going to be a partner with you. Did you approach Kyle about the idea? Did he come to you? How did the, uh, how did the, uh, the relationship between you and, and Kyle Busch Motorsports come to be? Yeah, so I've known Kyle for many, many years. In fact, I tried to recruit him to drive for me when I was the president of Dale and Hart Incorporated. Uh, they're the best at what they do. You know, they're a championship caliber organization. They won the owner's championship in the ARCA series. We won the driver's championship. You know, and for me to be able to get out there, to compete, to be competitive immediately, you know, I wanted to align myself with someone who could get it done. So we started talking. Uh, we were able to kind of reach an agreement on what it looked like. 
We're so excited about the support that we're having with them, and we're collaborating across the board on this, so we're excited about it. Now, Nick Sanchez was your driver winning the ARCA championship last year. Why did you come to Nick about the possibility of him driving this truck? Was this something that he's known for a while? Did you kind of spring it on him? How long did he know that this was going to be something that was going to be on his agenda next year? Listen, Nick is one of the most incredible human beings. I think that he has been with us for a long time. Uh, he's been really loyal to the organization. He's trusted the process. We've seen his growth. And we've always talked about, if I can support you, I will as long as I can. And I want to make sure that you go as far as you possibly can. So, you know, there's a bunch of trust that we had in one another. He's an important part of the Rev family. And at the end of the season, as this all came together, I think that he was incredibly excited as he started to look to the new year that I sat down with Nick and his family and said, hey, we're able to offer this opportunity for you to go on and, and progress in your career and at the same time grow as a race team. So it all came together in the last part of the season, and it couldn't have been more special to be able to tell him this after he won the championship in the ARCA series. Speaking with owner of Rev Racing, Matt Siegel, on this season premiere edition of Southern Race Week Radio. And Mr. Siegel, we're very excited because in March, Atlanta Motor Speedway will be holding the truck race, which is our home track for Southern Race Week Radio. So, I mean, as you as an owner to take on this this challenge of, of you know, a truck schedule, Nick being a rookie in, in the trucks, you're also kind of a rookie owner in this in this series. What are your expectations? What are you hoping to, to, to accomplish uh, your rookie year as a owner in the truck series? Yeah, the one thing that we've been doing uh, and I've tried to do my whole career is be in the pursuit of excellence and to be a better version of myself and our organization each day. I certainly am confident that we're going to be competitive. Uh, I hope that we have a couple race wins this year. It's going to be amazing to see Nick's uh, learning curve. His work ethic is just incredible. But I'll continue to foster and uh, grow and appreciate the relationships that I've built you know, over the last 20 years in the sport. I can't say enough about the NASCAR community, the other owners uh, that have rallied behind me and supported me and really celebrated our growth. So being competitive at the racetrack, really helping Nick develop, growing as an organization, and then also to continue to be excellent in the late model and the ARCA series as well. And not only are you owner of the team, but you're also the executive manager of the NASCAR's Drivers Diversity Program. I know the last time we talked, you were talking about a lot of, you know, minority owners in NASCAR. And that number is, I believe, has grown a lot more, especially over last season. We saw a lot more minority owners take part in either ARCA, Trucks, Xfinity, or even the Cup Series as well. And your drivers that, you have, uh, that you've recruited, you can look up and down the roster of the Cup Series, Xfinity, and Trucks, and you're going to see a lot of alumni from Rev Racing. So how do you feel as that person who can help grow the sport within the minority community, but also give these drivers an opportunity to show that, hey, we got skills and we can do it as well? Listen, today, um, I had the privilege of watching Daniel Suarez and Jeff Gordon on the Today Show uh, talking about the 75th anniversary of the sport. And to see Daniel as an alum come out of the program, you know, make history last year with his first win, be an ambassador of the program and the alumni of Rev Racing, it couldn't be more rewarding. So it is exciting to see the sport start to expand. What I had hoped we would do over the last 15 years was encourage other people to get in the sport, to create more opportunities, and to give our talent a home. And in addition to the drivers, it's exciting to see how many crew members have gone through the Rev Racing Driver Diversity Pit Crew program that are working on a weekly basis. So I think there's a lot of positive momentum going on in the sport right now. A lot of work to do, a lot of talent. But when I look at this year's class in the Drive for Diversity program, 
it's just really exciting to see so many young people in the pipeline that will be the future stars of the sport tomorrow as well. Um, if our listeners want to learn more about Rev Racing, you can visit our website, which is uh, revracing.net. We have everything, including our social channels, the roster, a lot about the organization, contact information. If you're ever in the Concord area, feel free to stop by the shop. We'd love to give people tours, entertain, show them what we got going on. This is Natalie Decker, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network at South as we continue on with our brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we get set to kick off the 75th anniversary of NASCAR here in just a matter of weeks with the clash at the LA Coliseum, and then we'll kick things off at the Daytona 500 at the Daytona International Speedway. But when we think about 75 years of NASCAR and we think about the history of the sport, there's only one person that seems appropriate to have on this episode of Southern Race Week Radio. He's the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Winston Kelly! Mr. Kelly, thank you so uh, much. Al- always good to be on. Always uh, good to be on. And uh, my mom would be really appreciative of that warm welcome. <laughs> well, you're a great friend of the show, sir. We always appreciate when you take the time to uh, join us because you've had a very busy several uh, last weeks here as you had the induction ceremony for the latest NASCAR Hall of Fame class. And then, of course, the 75th anniversary of NASCAR kicking off here. I know you've got a lot going on there, the uh, NASCAR Hall of Fame. But before we talk about the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, let's uh, kind of recap for our listeners what happened with the NASCAR induction ceremonies you just had uh, over the weekend, which were on Peacock. So a lot of the listeners of the program sure took the opportunity to to watch it all on Peacock. And for you who are there on site, sir, what was it like? Well, it's always exhilarating when you're honoring sometimes lifetime commitments, accomplishment, and contributions to anything, but especially to our NASCAR Hall of Fame and our NASCAR industry. And we had three days to be able to celebrate, including, of course, inducting them into the Hall of Fame and a dinner with a fireside chat. Uh, But we had three full days of things. They were able to do Q&A sessions a couple of different times with our guests. We had some special events that highlighted the class of 2021 with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Red Farmer. We had a private uh, brunch with uh, returning Hall of Famers. There were eight that participated in that. We had 20 Hall of Famers that came back for the induction ceremony and dinner. Uh, and we also had about 20 that were here when we presented them their blue jacket and then did a private unveil of their exhibit on Saturday, which was just a tremendous amount of fun, seeing the families get to enjoy their exhibits privately before the uh, the rest of the general public did. So three days of great activities and celebrations for Matt Kenseth, Herschel McGriff, and Kirk Shelmerdine. And, of course, Mike Helton, uh, the Landmark Award recipient, and T. Taylor Warren, who was represented by his daughter, Diana, uh, the recipient of the Squire Hall Award for Media Excellence. So uh, uh, great three days and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, unlike other Hall of Fames, uh, Mr. Kelly, the fans actually have an opportunity to vote and, and be a part of the induction of the uh, members of the NASCAR Hall of Fame. And now pretty soon in a, a couple of weeks, when everyone kind of conveils in Daytona for the kickoff of the season, isn't that usually when the committee will get together and, and make another list of nominations for uh, next year's Hall? 
That's typically when the nomination process kicks off, but with NASCAR's 75th anniversary, there's some other things we're working with NASCAR on, so that may get pushed back just a little bit, but the fan vote will certainly be a part of it once we do the nominations uh, and prior to the voting panel meeting and then inducting the class of 2024 in January of next year. So maybe a slight adjustment to the schedule because there's some things coming out for the first part of the year to celebrate. NASCAR 75th. Speaking with the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, there is Charlotte, North Carolina, Winston Kelly on this week's edition, the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio. Now, you worked for the Motor Racing Network for uh, 34 years before you hung it up. What are your feelings of the sport? Has it grown? And now we're here at the year 75. First race actually was 1964, so I'm coming up on uh, 60 years of wow. actually been around the sport and, and actively involved since 1981. Uh, so, you know, 42 years involved in the sport and uh, as you said worked for 34 years with uh, the motor racing network and i would say it represents what you saw in the float that was in the rose bowl parade we're always looking forward to how things can evolve and to be better and that's actually in our mission statement uh, one of the things is to be the recognized home for honoring nascar's legends evolving history, celebrated heritage, and family-oriented traditions. And that evolving history includes looking forward and how this sport goes forward from an innovation standpoint, from a car standpoint, from the tracks that we're going to. And I think the, the leadership now, Ben Kennedy involved in that, as well as Steve O'Donnell, you know, they're very, very aggressive, I would say, in looking at new venues that we're going to be going to, just like you talked about with the clash inside the L.A. Coliseum, of course, the Chicago Street Race. And while it's a step back in time, it's a very aggressive step to go back to the North Wilkesboro Speedway. So I'm excited about uh, the schedule this year, also excited about how this new car, uh, the next-gen car, evolves. So uh, just uh, can't wait to, for 2023 to get underway now that we've got our induction ceremony behind us. Now, as you look through all the history of the sport that you've covered and, and been a part of and watched for so many years, as you have you said, is there any one moment that really sticks out to you and, and as the kind of the overall number one moment for Winston Kelly when he thinks of all the years that you've been around this great sport? You know, I don't think you can ever say there's been one moment. Uh, you know, we had a, uh, a young lady who was celebrating her 100th birthday today here at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. True story. I'm not smart enough to make that up. Uh, a nice young lady <laughs> named Marie who was here. I got a chance to meet her, uh, and I think she said she had 24 great-grandchildren wow. and about 11 grandchildren. So that's like asking her, so which one's your favorite? She's not going to go down that path any more than I am. You know, there are bell bell weather moments uh, and significant moments in the history of NASCAR. The very first race at Darlington, we've got the first entry from the 1950 Darlington race, the Southern 500, on our new Glory Road. When you look at uh, the 79 Daytona 500, you look at the 1992 race in Atlanta that was Richard Petty's last race, uh, and and Jeff Gordon's first race, you know, going to this next gen car. So there's so many moments in the history, uh, and that's what we're here for in the NASCAR Hall of Fame is to talk about celebrating those memories. And it's not just the Cup Series. Our latest version of Glory Road that has 18 cars now 
We've got a 19th car that will be coming a little bit later this year. We've got eight different divisions. The first time we've had an international division car, the first time we've had uh, what was in the Goodies Dash series, a late model series, a convertible, uh, as well as some of the, uh, the, the Cup, Xfinity, uh, and Truck Series uh, vehicles that are on Glory Road. So the breadth and depth of NASCAR is enormous over 75 years. Uh, and we're excited to be able to continue to celebrate them. If our listeners want to uh, kind of see what's going on under the NASCAR Hall of Fame to celebrate 75 years of this great sport, uh, where can they go to get information and keep up with some of the exhibits? Well, NASCARHall.com is the best place to go. You can buy tickets online. You can also find our operating hours and any special events we've got going on. And we just unveiled Glory Road nascar 75 years and that highlights that breadth and depth of nascar we'll have another exhibit in our great hall area that we anticipate opening in the april time frame and then we're working on a special uh, electronic app if you will that highlights 75 key moments you ask what's the top one can't tell you that but we're gonna uh we're gonna identify 75 of the top moments well, Mr. Kelly, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. You're a great friend of the show, sir. Um, and, and I'm sure there's going to be so much excitement going on in the NASCAR Hall of Fame to celebrate the 75th anniversary of NASCAR. Uh, we'll continue to keep up with what's going on, sir. Hopefully you'll be back on the program soon. And always update us on what's going on there at the beautiful NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you so much, sir. My pleasure. After you have a good, uh, good 2023, and we'll talk to you again soon. Hi, this is Greg Walter, General Manager of the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to the season premiere of Southern Race Week Radio for you here along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we wrap up our first show of the 2023 season. So appreciate you tuning in and listening to the program as we had a, another star-studded lineup of guests joining us here on the season premiere. Thanks a lot to the Executive Vice President and General Manager of Atlanta Motor Speedway, Brandon Hutchinson. Also the owner of Rev Racing, Max Siegel, and then also the Executive Director, of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly. We really appreciate those great guests joining us here on a Southern Race Week Radio. And if you would like to re-listen to this episode of Southern Race Week Radio, it'll be available for you as a podcast every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So feel free to go back and re-listen to this, the entire episode. Once again, if you missed anything or if you want to re-listen to one of the interviews we conducted, once again, check out iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, go to the search and type in Southern Race Week Radio and also subscribe to the podcast as well. Now, next week, we've got another star-studded lineup of guests. Really excited for next week's program. Uh, coming up on the show, we got Kevin Lee from NBC Sports. He'll recap all the action from the Rolex 24 at Daytona. And then also Nick Sanchez from Rev Racing. He's going to be a rookie driver in the Truck Series this year. So we'll talk to him and, and get his thoughts on being a rookie now in the Truck Series for Rev Racing, and then also Emma Britt, local driver from the great state of Georgia, just recently won a Bandoleros race and Legends race there at Atlanta Motor Speedway a few weeks ago, and also she was in action uh, this uh, this past weekend. So we'll get everything going on with uh, Emma Britt uh, and see what her schedule is going to be like coming up here in uh, 2023. Don't forget about our social media platforms. You can uh, like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. Enjoy your weekend. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back with a brand new episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you next week right here along the far flungs on the Race Week Radio Network.